Like, we can't go back now. Like, we can't. We can't do it. Or I bet you one got pecked too hard and made it his vendetta. (laughs) (laughs) On city council, lied. (laughs) Like, we can build a fence. No, I've seen them. They can jump 10 feet. The fact that Lie. you. Why? <laughs> so, so it's the fact that it got to the level where even the Australian government had to get involved. We're like, just build a f-ing fence. That's that's literally all you had to do. Emos can't hop. They can't fly. You can build like a little. You can build like a four or five foot fence high. Yeah. And that's it. You don't even have to make like. You don't have to build the fence vertically. You can just put like a the casual. Two bars horizontal. That's it. Nope. And be like, oh, sh- can't go that way. And that's it. That's all you had to do. Nope. But no, they did not back down. They said we need to double Emu down. Side. Emu side. Emu <laughs> side. And they lost. <laughs> you know how great a population has to be, where it's too much. <laughs> you just, you just lose. That's what I'm waiting for, like, the Great War with our kangaroos. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. The population of kangaroos is greater than the population of people. And watch. At some point, it's going to hit a, a cap. And then they're going to freak out, like, we're going to have to start killing these <laughs> And then within, like, two, three years, you're going to be hearing in the news, half of Sydney lost to kangaroos. That would be wild. <laughs> like, how, how do you bounce back from that? <laughs> Think about that. They lost, and you lost. Yeah, they, they, they lost the first time. They had to come back. Oh, they had to recall them back again. Hey, they're back again. There was a World War II. <laughs> there, there was, was Emu War Part Two. Yeah, there was Part Two. Oh my God. They had to be called back. Military had to call back again. Just build the. Okay, there was a first attempt, then second attempt. Damn. After the withdrawal of the military, the English text uh, crops continued. <laughs> <laughs> so is retaliation. <laughs> so it's basically you kill us, we kill your food source. <laughs> November t- okay, were, November thirteenth. They used siege tactics. The Emus will just they're ass. They are ass. I thought ostriches were ass, but emus, man. Emus are just dicks. Emus are just really ostriches are just bigger ass. <laughs> emus are just ghetto ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. All right. We're gonna go in ten, five, four. Three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV-related news and topics. I am your host, Anthony King, and of course, with me is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting in the control room is our technical director, Mike Cards. Hello, everybody again. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. Doing pretty doing, solid, man. Doing hot. Doing hot. Yes. Yeah, it really, it, it randomly kicked back up in heat this week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it was cooling off for a bit and then randomly just shot back up to the 90s. Oh, no, so it was ridiculous. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sucked because before I left, I was like, oh, it's cool down. 
hit Arizona. It's hot as hell. <laughs> like, I go, I'm, I'm going back. I'm going to come back home. It's me cool down. Mm-hmm. Nope. Psych. Just, just as hot. Oh, just, yeah, man. Carried over with you. Just hot out there, man. Well, covering over the hot news we got for this week. First, our first. Oh, yeah, you like that one. Well done. I see you. I see you. I see you. Anyways, covering over the first topic we have for film news, Christopher Nolan is praising Taylor Swift for skipping past the studios with her Eras Tour release and making all that money just for her. So she skipped around Paramount. She skipped around Warner Brothers. She skipped around Disney. All the big distributors. Yep. She skipped around. She went past them and went straight to the movie theater. That's, I mean, that's, and made that deal. Unheard of. And we talked about that before, like last week, like Paramount was originally going to be part of that deal Mm -hmm. to be the main distributor for her film. But I don't know what happened. They fucked that one up. And someone got, someone either got fired or yelled at or, (laughs) oh shit, that's my bad. Oh my God. I thought my show on silence. Mm -hmm. My bad. I think, uh, I think they probably wanted too much. Too much? Too much. I bet they gave like Probably, some yeah. bullshit deal where it's like they took like 60%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then split the last 40 between other parties. Yeah. And Swift was like, nah, we ain't doing that. Going Dude, straight to the source. Dude, when you got, you're going against a person who owns all her own music. Mm-hmm. Come on. There's there's no fighting that. That's true. I mean, we have what? The film is sitting at what? Like 942 million worldwide. Right now, box office. Oof, oof. She's about to get. A, she's about to pass the the billion mark alongside Barbie. Easily, yeah. easily, she's gonna get into the billion mark. I mean, this that's this the, year belongs yeah. to the ladies. Oh yeah, that yeah. will be the highest. It's already right now with the highest grossing um, concert film, right? Oh yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Have you? I mean, have you seen footage of like at the theaters? You mean the midsummer events? Oh yes. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going okay. to Other than that, you got to admit, it's like a full-blown concert. Yeah. Like, well, our, like, I mean, she I did mean, say that this was for those who couldn't go to the concerts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But, uh. Tell but you, they made it X. We could have done Screen X. Dude, it's, they made it into an event. This was like, damn. How I'm actually impressed. S- how do you do Screen X for a Taylor Swift concert? Three, three Taylor Swifts. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid! It's one on each screen. That's how we do it. Oh my god! Yeah, but that's insane, though. That I mean, this shows that you don't have to go to a distributor to really make money off a film. Yeah, I mean, if you have the right film, you have the right deal with a chain theater, you can make some serious money from this. The chain theaters could actually hop into a whole new industry. Yeah, by doing this. This has brought back AMC, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. This was brought from the brink. Yeah. Because me and Anthony talked about this where what if AMC decided to sponsor uh, a bunch of local or it's not local, but mm-hmm. indie of, um, horror films for October. Mm-hmm. And it's only in AMC theaters and they bought, you know, you know, they're only pushing out, let's say, under million dollar pr- budgets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that'd be easy money for everyone all the way around. That's true. But didn't uh, didn't you guys say something along the lines of like the downside of that though is that it's limited only to if you and, can't get to a certain like chain theater it's and if you only do one theater it's limited to I only mean you're one yeah theater. you're limited yeah. to unfortunately that theater yes but I'm pretty sure she made multiple different theater uh, oh no deals yeah. with multiple different theaters because you know yeah. it's worldwide yeah and since it's AMC as a huge it's a very big chain theater mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah so she made she made a lot of money. 
Her take alone, I think, is like... This could bring back also... Remember back in the days where producers used to really hustle to get their deals going yeah, for yeah. their distributions? <clears throat> now that they just have to go to one main distributor, a distributor, and then they do all that shit for them, do you think this will bring back the era of like hustling producers trying to go from deal to deal to deal with all these theaters? Ooh. Um, I, okay. The person that brings up, like, when I think about that is um, Kevin Smith. Because mm-hmm. he pretty much does that. He does the whole uh, pretty much... Going from the uh from you know from company to company, yeah, trying to get his project out there, mm-hmm. and not only that, he actually does the whole thing where he tours his movie, where as a producer he actually goes on the tour with the film, and it does make a lot of money that way. Okay, um, I mean like this thing, this thing could also like I said change up or pretty much how the the whole industry runs as a whole. Yeah, yeah, it it, it definitely does set a precedent for actually making this type of money. Yeah. Without having to go through these big companies, and yeah, I think they're scared too. I think Disney's going to be scared. Warner Brothers is going to be scared. Oh yeah, because oh, they're all going to get scared. The first thing we're taught in um, in the film classes we took was you had to get a distributor. Mm-hmm. You have you have to look for distributors. That's the first thing they taught us. Well, not the first thing, but in the in you know yeah, the, the first fifth, couple weeks. Yeah, the first they usually do tell you that that you need to get a big distributor too. That's how you get your money. That's how you get it out there. And she's just showing it that no, there's other ways. Yeah, there's other ways. Yeah. So he was like, hey, check it out. I did it this way. So now any other large name is pretty much going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you got the cash for it. Oh, yeah. You got the deal for it. Oh, yeah. So well done. Nice. And well done. you said, oh, no, I'm going to let you continue on with that story because there's a, did you recover who's a fan of Taylor Swift's? We got my, our boy, Nolan. Christopher uh, Nolan. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. he is in there too as well. They're Swifties, man. Yeah. They're Swifties. <laughs> Swifties. Yeah, yeah, you walk in theater, you ask them, they pull up their sleeves, they got yeah, bracelets. bracelets. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> All right, coming over to the next film news, Jason Blum teases Spawn reboot as a Blumhouse version of superhero movies. Okay. I mean, we've been waiting for a Spawn movie for years. <laughs> well over a decade now. Yeah, and all okay. Let's just be honest. Tom McFarlane really needs to just let someone else handle it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm pretty sure he's way too picky on a lot of things. Yeah, because he's obviously he's the creator. Yeah, yeah. And he wants like no, it has to be this exact way. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, come on, let loosen up. But yeah, let's be honest. The first original live action one wasn't great. No, it wasn't. It sucked. Okay. I don't it's, know. It was terrible. No, no, it's, shut up, shut up. We've I'm had sorry. these we've had these conversations before. I'm sorry, but okay, it, it you was, now know. You now know that it wasn't a liquid cape and it was just poorly shot CG for that cape. You know that. Okay, I choose to believe it's a liquid cape. I choose to believe at this point. At this point, I just like let's screw it. It's a liquid cape because it just retracts in, so it's liquid. It makes no but sense. You gotta admit, the costume is even better than most costumes it's nowadays. So wet. Dude, I it glistened. It it worked it's so, so well. wet. Well, I mean, granted, most of the fights happened. It was, dude, it was always raining in that movie. Remember that? Everything was wet. Everything was, like, it it just rained. That was a really wet movie. Yeah. That was, like, the prime of, like, 90s wet films. You know, where, like, for some reason, the streets are wet. They're always, like, steamy. It's cold. Yeah, like, remember? It was, like, a time period where, like, every city was just so wet. Because they had to, like, show gloom. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I can, the first one, not the greatest, but not the worst. 
sorry. Although they got to bring Michael J. White. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They, no, they gotta bring absolutely got to bring back Michael J. White. He was the greatest thing about that. Do you want to bring back Michael J. White, but also keep the voice of uh, Black Dynamite? No, not Black Dynamite. The Who was the voice actor who did spawn on the uh, HBO animated series? Oh, um, uh, was that Keith David? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. You piece of shit. Honestly, yeah, but Keith David Keith with that David. voice. Come on. That was that'll be perfect. That'll be pure sexiness right there. Didn't he also do Goliath for Gargoyles? I think so. I think so, yeah. And they're also working on a live action gargoyles. Disney? Yeah. Hmm. Did you hear about that? I didn't hear about that, no. no. So if uh I wanna let me look that up really quick. Let yeah, me, yeah. Just a just a not the not the gargoyles. I know that's happening. Though if we get this reboot. Do you still want your John Lucasiamo for the clown? Is there any? Okay, you're, since you're the expert on Spawn, is there any other villains? <laughs> since you're the expert on Spawn, <laughs> my man is just, my man is just pissed. No, no, no it's because no. you hate that character, right? No, I hate that character. I do hate that character. Yes, there's other characters they could focus on. Okay, all right. Yeah. No, because I, okay, he's 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 prevalent throughout the series, though. Or he always comes back. He's like that Loki of the series. You know, he's always coming back. Or at least get some other actor. Fucking, I, I hated him in that movie. So, like, he is prevalent, so it made sense why to start off with that character. Yeah, but that character was all over the place. Yeah. He was supposed to be scary, yep. which at times he was, then at times he was just goofy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keith David also played Goliath. Okay, yeah. See? So, yeah. See, that will be, be perfection right there. That's what I want. Man, that will be so beautiful. And Blumhouse... They've been trying to get a lot of movie deals, right? Oh, dude, they recently been. Um, they did a Q and A with uh, with uh, what's his name? Um, with what's it, what's the name? The the producer Blumhouse, uh, Jason Blum. Sorry. Jason Blum, yeah. I don't know why I drew blank, but yeah, they people asked him if there are any franchises he wanted to work work with, mm-hmm. and apparently he's been trying to get right of the thirteenth. Um, pretty much every major horror franchise he's been trying to get. See, that's funny because. With the next topic we have for film news, what we have is Mayor Max has landed the rights for the Halloween TV show. The so TV they, rights. Yeah, TV rights. Not yeah. the film rights, but the TV They already own the film they, rights. They already right? had the film rights, but they didn't have the TV Who rights. Who owned the TV rights? Right there, uh, T- Trankus? Trankus, that's it. Damn. Damn, that's for a long time then. They, they, they haven't done anything with that. Yeah, that's why. Because it was, in, it was during that weird era of like every horror had their own TV show. Wait, do TV shows not fall under the same um, rules where, like, when you have film rights, if you don't produce the film in a certain amount of years, you have to give up to the rights to the original owner? I'm not sure. It depends on what was written on the contract Uh because it all depends on how many years are on that contract. Because sometimes some years only have, like, 10-year contract Mm -hmm. or some people like this one. It might have been 20, 30 years and we don't even know. Oh, that's true. But man, so now that they actually secured uh, rights for a TV show, do you think they're going to start producing a Halloween TV show? I think so. Yeah, but I'm trying are. to understand how they would do it though, because in all the movies, it's been always one day, one night of of Myers doing his. What thing. the fuck? You have a TV show called 24. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. That man stopped a terrorist attack every day. No, no, the, no. For whole... how many seasons? That man was mad stressed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I forgot about that show, yeah. So if you can pull something off like that, you could pull off an entire season in a night. Okay, yeah. It'll be a slow burner. That'll be extremely slow. You think I mean, they're going to go... That might walk slow, but <laughs> goddammit. You think you're going to see like a an origin 
Michael Myers. I'll do. I hope not. I don't want that uh, Rob Zombie shit. Oh yeah, like that'll be exactly like, like, like you're Rob gonna get zombies. like a Bates Motel type shit for Halloween. <laughs> Bates Motel was not that bad. The show. Yeah. The show itself was pretty good. I won't, I'll argue anyone on that one. But uh, dude, I do not want to see a fucking oh the origin story of Myers as a kid. No, I don't want to see that. And they got these rights away from A24 because A24 was really hungry to get this right. Dude, dude right now, yeah. It's, honestly, it seems like every studio is hungry for every slasher. Do you think they're trying to bring the re reemergence, like the resurgence for the slashers again? Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah, because I mean, Paramount saw a huge success with, with Scream. Scream. Yeah, yeah, that so, makes sense. That definitely saw makes Scream, sense. And plus, the last Halloween movies that came out. Uh, then no matter how Saw terrible franchise. the last one was. Yeah. <laughs> then also you got like the, the Saw movie that just came out. Um, then you got, you know, pretty much like all oh, fuck Chucky. That's the TV series is yeah. out and it's doing pretty well. So I think they're all reaching out for like, we got to get our, our hands in that pie. Makes sense. Makes sense. But do you think there's going to be one studio to claim them all to get your, Oh, do I to, want that to, to get your, Infinity War to get your end game of slashers. In Dude, order to so. get that, you have to have the studios who have the other ones do terribly. Dude, I just, mean, most of them will. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Dude, they're gonna. Like I said, I believe they're gonna start buying up some of the major, uh, not even the major ones, some of the under um, underdogs as well. Like, uh, what's it called, Puppet Master, and all those. Who, who do you think will though will be able to land their hands on all the rights, Miramax or Blumhouse? Honestly, I, think, I would love to see an A twenty four. Slasher? Yeah. Do you think it's two pinkies up for yeah, you? Yeah, two Agent? pinkies up. I like slashers because there's like straight up just murder, call it fun, and that's but it. But they also have like kind of grounded type of movies as well. Yeah, so but I don't want to hear I, like... I think they, they'll stick true with the formula of Hollywood, so it won't just be like random shots of like butterflies in the field <laughs> and just being like, that's the human spirit. Watch it fly away as the camera pans down to a corpse. <laughs> You know? I don't want them to turn like a slasher into an analogy of like depression or something like that. No. Or, yeah, I don't want to hear like an analogy like, oh, this is what uh, a broken house does. You don't want like the Babadook of Child's Play? Yeah, I don't want that. I, just give me the fucking doll slap. You know, you, it. you want the doll being chasing this kid and now you're getting like almost two hours of a story about a kid not having his dad in his life. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he that's said what, like. That's what happens, man. <laughs> Kids not in your life, then you get random ass Baba Dukes in your in your closet. <laughs> so take care of your kids. Baba Duke. <laughs> Dude, I'm not about to. Do, you don't want. You don't want to see Baba Ween. Baba Duke. It's dumb. Shut up. Come on. Great. No, it's interesting, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just too. To actually see these slashes come back and to see if they can actually pull off. I actually do want to see if they could pull off a shared slasher universe. Mm. As there ridiculous will- and how stupid as that sounds, fuck it, why not? You want to know the crossover like a Freddy versus Jason type shit? No, they won't. Well, I think there's a bunch of comic books out there with different crossovers. And I guarantee they're, they're going to want to try them. But I would still like to see A24 try their hand. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. Nope. Yeah, Because we've seen what Blumhouse can do. We've seen we've seen other studios seeing what they can do, what Paramount can do. I mean, Miramax. When was the last time they made? Did they ever make a slasher? Yeah, they were the um, in during the nineties. Okay, nineties. They were nineties and early two thousands. They're pretty. I mean, they were the owners, you know, Scream. Mm, of, yeah, you know, um, Halloween stuff. Oh like that, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, then yeah, I would like to see A twenty fours, at least not their. 
not their poetic style, but you know at what? least like their artistic style. Well, we'll have I got to one. see I got how one. they do though with "Talk to Me." If that's going to be oh, yeah. more in a line of like that two one, I heard is actually doing relatively well. Okay, like very well. It's to the point where people will have to like, like yo, they got pause. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because there's so many fucking jump scares that just come out of nowhere. All right, that would be interesting to watch. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I got to check that one out. I yeah. still see that one. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to cover over our main topic tonight, which is covering over the Marvel TV shows. A lot going on over there behind the curtain. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. And we are back covering over our main topic tonight. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Huge things going on behind closed doors as they plan to overhaul their entire TV business strategy. It's been a while since we talked yeah. about Marvel. Yeah, it's been, it has been a bit. It has yeah. been a solid minute since we talked about that. For, for a good minute, we were kind of on both just Disney in general and Warner Brothers' ass. Yeah. There was a lot going on between the two. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot. Yeah, but now Marvel is planning. So... Their entire TV production, it's not working. No. It has not been working. Mm, not since the last one that did well was, I have the charts right here. The last one that did moderately well was Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. From then on, from She-Hulk down, it's just been a decrease in views. What was the first? So where are the top three that actually did well? The top three are Loki with mm-hmm. 5.2 billion views. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, 5, 5.2 billion minutes. total minutes yeah. viewed in six episodes, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, WandaVision, 4.8 billion with nine episodes. Decent. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 4.2 billion with six episodes. Is that their first three productions? Those are their first three productions. So literally, they did well their first three productions. Afterwards, it fell to shit. Yeah. Yeah. They did WandaVision first, and then they did... Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Or no, they did Loki. Did they do Loki and then Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, no, WandaVision was first. Yeah, WandaVision was first. Yeah. And then it was... Pretty sure it was Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then Loki. Was it? Yeah. I think you yeah. might be right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those three. So after those three, and then it just completely fell off. The one with the least amount of minutes viewed was Miss Marvel. Oh, Miss Marvel. Okay. Yep. I expected She-Hulk. She-Hulk was fourth, right below Falcon and the Winter Soldier, okay. with four billion even. And what we're reading here from this article from the Hollywood Reporter Marvel, they do their TV business strategy completely different from actually how actual real TV show operates. Yes. So they're not shooting on weekly basis or on actual time. They're shooting these shows exactly how they shoot a movie. Mm -hmm. All at once up front. Yeah. And then with after they get what was like two to three weeks, however they long they need to film the whole thing, Mm -hmm. they spend their entire rest, the remainder of the time just editing in the, you know, in the chop room trying to chop these chop this film up basically into six, seven, eight episodes, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not done. How That's literally that's not, not how, how a show no. is done. Yeah, yeah. No. Which I could see how some people will have that as a problem mm. because you're not, you can pay out your actors completely differently than how you pay out from a TV show. Yeah. And since you're not contractually, 
they're not contractually on these shows for like seasons and stuff. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure the contracts for these shows are completely, totally different from how a standard television series operates for their contracts mm-hmm. where you pay them their sum up up front without having them for residual returns or anything like that. You kick them to the door and then you come up with your next pilot show or your, your next superhero, the film, yeah. film all that up front. Once that's done, you film, film that into a season and then you, you know, throw them to the curb and then you go for the next superhero. Yeah. Cause I mean, these things were intended to be a one season thing. Yeah. They were never intended to be, to like, be well, upon seasons, upon season, upon season. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, they were supposed to be in between the films. Mm-hmm. That was a whole reason for this. Mm-hmm. But uh, why do they just call them miniseries? Why do they actually like try to say like, hey, these were like TV shows? I don't know. Seasons and stuff like that. Don't I don't know. They should have called something like else. was Loki originally intended to have more than one season? I don't think so. E- actually, was it? if I remember right, they split it into two seasons. They had the number of episodes that they were filming was so did they sh- did they shoot everything up front and then they're like hey we're gonna split this into two seasons if i remember right they shot a majority of it yeah okay and then whatever reshoots and things i think whatever they added mm-hmm. afterwards or they were holding off no that's still too i was gonna say that's from the jonathan majors mm-hmm. incident but the the timing of that is completely off um i think they split it and they filmed it and then split it and then saved it for when it was going to um, fix along the timeline of when they release Ant-Man into whatever mania, whatever that was. Yeah, Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. Um, I think I remember them saying that. They, they, okay. shoot it, they shot it all, and then they split it into two seasons. Mm-hmm. Because so far, these seasons or these episodes are not reaching past 10 episodes. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're small. They're real yeah. small. So their goal... Now is to make multiple seasons, mm-hmm. but you can't do that if you make if you make it into a movie style. Yeah, you no, just, if you're trying to shoot that done. off, it cannot be done. You have to actually plan and sit it all out and kind of sparse it out into an actual production, into a television yeah. production. Yeah, that's how it can really be done because they 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 put the reset on Daredevil. They fully stop production on that, and they're throwing it to the scraps and starting all over again. Yes. Even after they shot 18 episodes. Yes. 18 episodes have already been completely shot, but apparently it was that bad. Or they they had the intention of shooting 18 episodes. Oh, they, they got half of it, they right? They got half of okay, it. yeah. And then they scrapped it because it was just not working. And I saw it in the article, Digging Down Deeper, you didn't see Daredevil put on the suit until episode four. Oh, yeah. So what we're why? To, so what we're supposed to get for the four episodes? It's just him moping around. You just get blind law and order. Matt Murdock. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't working. That's why they they just up and scrapped it. They scrapped the whole thing, and, and they're starting over. See, that was the thing too, because like, what's been going on with the Marvel writers recently, where they can't even put together an interesting, coherent storyline? Because that was the same issue they're having for Blade. Yes. Remember, the writing was so poorly done. What he had two lackluster action sequences, and mm-hmm. that was it throughout the entire film. Yeah, like what's what's going on with these writers? I have no I, idea. I I'm not sure if they're trying to get to the. Uh... And what it sounds like too is like Marvel is completely overhauling their writing staff, their producer staff, like everyone. I think it's because these writers are 
they don't know if they're supposed to write for a show or for a movie. And I think, at least what I would think would be they never worked on such a project to where Marvel's even saying that they've tried to combine the the, 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 form, the formula of television with film. Yeah. 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 No, they're I trying to bring film format to TV. That's yes. what they're trying to do. That's and I think as well what's maybe affecting the writers is they probably don't even know what tone the the show slash movie is supposed to be mm-hmm. because ever ever since uh, Guardians they kind of gone you know they're, towards, they're they're stuck on that route they're stuck yeah. on the route where it makes it, you know serious and goofy but at times it they do not mix well obviously that we saw with Thor where you know it's they took very serious topics and kind of just made them lighthearted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just didn't work. And it, the writers might have that same issue where, you know, Daredevil is supposed to be mu- a much darker comic book. And like, well, how many jokes can we squeeze in here? Do you think this could be also the issue of them not developing pilots for these shows? Because remember, they're shooting these shows straight up front and they're going full on in. That's true. Most TV shows, you know, you film your pilot first. Yeah. And you throw that out for everyone to soak that up. To see if they really want to invest into the show. You're already expecting your audience to have already watched all the movies. Yeah. And you're expecting your star cast of what you had in your movies to appear as stars in these shows. As kind of more of like lackluster performance action. Pretty much like a downgraded version of what you hope to achieve Mm -hmm. in a television format. Yeah. And... Unless it's like, oh, unless you've seen the movie, then you're not going to get it. So, like, if you jumped into Hawkeye, which, of course, no one really, I'm sorry, gives a shit about Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nobody nobody gives a shit. If you didn't watch any of the movies and you jumped into Hawkeye, you're just like, oh, that looks interesting. Then it's like, well, who's that? Who's well, that? Why does that matter? Yeah. Why is he jumping off the building? Who the why fuck's it, Black Widow? Who, why are they looking at the, like, the nameplates? Mm-hmm. Who's Black Widow? Yeah. Is this her sister? What happened to her sister? And it's like, okay, well, shit. Well, pause. First off, and then it's like already you're you're, you're already lost. I mean, there's some of the shows like Moon Knight. You didn't even need to do that. No, because not many people know Moon Knight. Yeah, Yeah. so it was nice for them to develop a show where you didn't need to jump into any of the MCU because it was detached from the MCU. And that's why I feel like it's got fewer views. Yeah, because one, you had the views that were like, okay, this is cool, this is different. I like Moon Knight Mm -hmm. because I didn't know much about Moon Knight, and so you got to build on this character from the very beginning. How he is, how why he has like these split personalities, how this trauma begins of like the Mark character and Steven and mm-hmm. so on and so, so forth, and leaves room for more. And then you have the other route that's like, well, what the fuck? Like this is this is dumb. Like this is a dumb Marvel. Where's like, Thor? Where's Thor? Where's like the, you want your fucking you want your the audience that doesn't like it? I feel like it's the person that would go to a Mexican restaurant and order. Chicken tenders and fries because they don't want to expand no, no, their no, palate. No. Yeah. It's the same people who are bitching about getting the same exact stuff from Marvel. And then the minute you change something up, well, it's not Marvel. Where's all the characters I know? Yeah. Yeah. The same audience that's like, we want something different, but not too different. Mm. Like a little different, but still kind of like similar so that way we can still follow along, yep. but not too similar because it's like, then it's going to be just another cookie cutter thing. Mm-hmm. We want different. Star, uh, Star Wars fandom? Yes. That's yeah, basically. At that point, you just jump on the mic and Twitter and just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, 
But with this overhaul for the TV production studios, do you think this is going to give them the chance to actually sit down and really plan something out for what is the true intended direction for your TV shows? Because like you said, originally it was supposed to be just the in-betweens, the Mm -hmm. movies, just to give you something to keep going while they take their time producing their standalone films. Uh Yeah. But now that it seems like Marvel is going to take a huge break from producing a lot of films and only going back to the producing, you know, two, maybe three the most a year. Mm-hmm. And then with these TV shows, they're not going to be purposely intended to be the in-betweens anymore. They're going to have to do something else with the TV shows. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fine to do that. I mean, they should expand on not, uh, <clears throat> standalones where, you know, they're not connected to the MCU. Yeah. Like, do you remember? Because we talked a little bit while we were on break of like, do you remember Marvel's Agents of Shield? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like you still had a similar time, just kind of like in between these certain events. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't watch Marvel's Shield, you'll still get you'll it. still get the movies. Yeah. Like it didn't matter. You'll get the movies. You didn't watch the show. You'll still get the show. If you didn't watch the movies. These ones. What's wrong with these Marvel series is that it They're- feels like unless you watch the series, you won't get the movie. Yeah. So if you didn't watch a series and you jumped into like Quantumania, then you'd be like, okay, like this Kang character is just like another villain. Mm. But it's it's stressed no, and Loki that this be, is an entirely You're going to be person. so confused the next Marvel film you go in and you see Vision and you didn't see WandaVision. You're like, wait, what the fuck? He died. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's the problem that they created. So instead of going into like this linear timeline of movies, mm-hmm. they're going up, down, 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 up, up. <laughs> down but then you got to go back like two years because this happened this and then go see fucking someone named like i like the analogy i always use it they're they're pulling off the kingdom hearts you know where you have to go to different mediums to get the entire storyline in order you got to play you know the game you got to read the comics and you got to get the mobile app because you know it's all one continuous storyline Yep. So like who? that's what they're that's what they're doing now. You have to watch the movies, and then you got to watch the shows to watch the movies, and then they're gonna start producing books in between. So you have to read the books, watch the shows to watch the movies. You see the issue? Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that's too much. You have to have something for the in betweens that's not specifically necessary to keep the story along. It just adds more to the story. It expands the world. The it TV expands. shows should have only been used to expand the world. And keep it separate from the main continuity yeah. of the MCU. It's, it's like, still within that world, yeah. but they're not heavily affected by all the shit that the main Marvel, you know, yeah. Avengers are doing. It's like, like Adrian, when you mentioned like uh, the Netflix. Yeah, the Netflix Marvel series. The, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Jessica Jones, uh, Punisher, Daredevil, all those, the old, Pun- the old, uh, the old shows where they just mentioned yeah. that something happened and that's it and that's it and they are yeah. there and they're like well we're dealing with the real world now because yes they're the superheroes but shit's still happening you know in it, hell's it, kitchen yeah. yeah like you you had uh not the marbles you had the defenders mm. yeah so it was it wasn't necessary to watch these ones to move the story along it just expanded it yeah yeah so and we need more content like that for from yeah. Marvel Studios. But what really did it is that I read further is that the real nail in the coffin was the recent Secret Invasion series. Ooh. Is that there was so many different directions that other people were going through. Like there were you had one writer that was hired and then there was fired and replaced with another writer and then that writer was cherry picking where to go next. 
And so one executive was trying to go one way, another was going another. And at that point, it was to the it was to the level to where tension was constant. Like mm. you walked into the office in tension. Yeah. Like some shit was happening. And it got to the level to where like some high ranking executive had to come down. Uh Jonathan Schwartz, a senior executive and member of Marvel's creative steering committee known as the parliament mm. to get secret invasion back on track when it was falling behind schedule and on the verge of losing some actors because of other commitments. Uh, a lot of that had to do with just depleting the morale. It's talking about de- uh, debilitating the production as factions became entrenched and leaders vied for supremacy during secret invasions pre-production in London. Damn. So everyone was, it was too many cooks. Too many cooks too in many, the kitchen. We're trying to go one way to the other. And what's really fucked up about this is that you had the same movie execs that were executives for one movie trying to play exec for a series. Mm. Because whenever you have a series, you have a separate executive for that yeah. series. Yeah. So the executive for, say, like, Loki is not going to be the same executive yeah. as Falcon yeah, and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like, that's an entirely different project. You're not going to have one person be in London and then try and be in uh, freaking Georgia mm. trying to figure out what the next Marvel movie is going to be. Fucking backseat producing. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, no. Like you're trying to be like, oh, I get, I get you trying to bring the film format to television format, but you gotta follow the television formula. Unfortunately, it's there for a reason. It works. Sorry, you have to still film in the television formula, but just back it up with film production. Yes, that's it. That's all you got to do. That's all. And it says here. Let me pull it up again. That learning from this, um, they definitely had to change a lot. their processing. Yeah. 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 Talking about how, let me see. Yeah. Saying that the studio plans on hiring full-time TV execs rather than having executives straddle both television and film. Yeah. And that they're actually bringing on, hiring on showrunners. Exactly. It's good. Good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, for, it, for a short time, it made sense for what yeah. they were trying to do. When they, when they try to stick to the in, the in between, you know, you got one show, you know, for every couple films kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It made sense at the beginning, but now it's just, it's, it got so it, overloaded. It, yeah, way too overloaded. It's like too, every, yeah. it's every other month I'm getting, you know, have you seen this show? Have you seen that show? Like, dude, I'm Be like, dude, I'm spread too thin. Yeah. It's, it's like too I'm, much. Too much going on one Where's time. Where's your focus? Yes. Like, I, and also who's. Who's going to be these random characters that you're bringing up that honestly I really do not give shits about? Yeah. I'll come back to it. Who the fuck is Echo? <laughs> Who's Echo? Is that the dolphin? Exactly. <laughs> it's the son of some fucking gangster in Hawkeye. Daughter. Of the, here's this. This is a really clever name for a gang. The tracksuit gang. Because they wear. Because they wore tracksuits. <laughs> And Kingpin was in this series. What and Kingpin expect? was fucking dope. Because what expect, it, man? Because it brought back What's-His-Face from Daredevil. Yeah. And I love that guy as Kingpin. And then he gets shot. And then he gets shot. And he had a Hawaiian t-shirt for some fucking reason. They're like, you were really edgy in Netflix. Put on this Hawaiian t-shirt to let us know that you're fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> next day, it came back to like the whole thing where, where I said about tone. They yeah, keep the same. They to keep the tone, man. Just keep tone. People... Yeah. Like, people People can withstand the whole dark premises as well. Yeah. Just 
Well, people can't do that. Their thing with Daredevil that they're going back to the drawing board is that they can't reuse what was used in Netflix. Yeah. No, no, I get that. Yeah. I get that you can't reuse it, but, but there to me, are, it had the perfect tone. Yes. It was dark with a little, I mean, at times lighthearted, but mostly it's like just that dark. It had the lightheartedness to break the tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the tension that broke lightheartedness. Exactly. Because otherwise. And it was as, just something different. Honestly, it was just something. Remember yes. the, the point of Amaro, the original intended purpose of the MCU was to make a franchise of different types of genres, different types of films interconnecting in a single storyline. I feel so like you're supposed to have your yeah. comedy, your horror, or your horror, your suspense, your thrill. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was supposed to be different genres, your sci-fi. It was supposed to be different types of genres yeah. all t- coming together in a single storyline. Now it's all Sci-fi comedy, sci-fi comedy. I think it's because um, with the success from James Gunn and Taika Waititi, they're like, these two formulas work. Let's put this formula in everything. And then James Gunn flipped it with Guardians 3 and was like, yeah, I can go fucking dark. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that works too? I'm like, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm tired of seeing goofy-ass Thor. Yeah. He's yeah. just a fucking side character now. He's just a fucking dope. Yeah. Like, he's like Patrick. Yeah. From SpongeBob. Yeah, he was dumb, but he wasn't stupid. <laughs> now he's just fucking, fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, SpongeBob, look at this butterfly. Instead of just being like, hmm, you got to flip it to W for Wumbo. Like, duh. <laughs> like, he's dumb. <laughs> Thor's yeah. dumb now. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I see what so, you're saying. Yeah, go go back to the different genres. Split it up. Experiment. And give us our promised horror superhero movie. You want your horror. I know you want your horror, Adrian. Dude, this gotta be this gotta be I mean, I've got it with Brightburn, you know. You want your Midnight Sun? Yeah. I want uh, Midnight Sun. I want You want Ghost Rider? And Morbius? I want Morbius. I want I like Morbius. You honestly could do a pretty kick ass horror ghost rider. Yeah. Ghost Rider is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. I do fucking love Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so sick. Dude, imagine getting more detailed and when he looks into the eye and seeing him being tortured. Imagine getting a more detailed view of that. I mean, the Ghost Rider spirit that took over Robbie Reyes was a serial killer. Yeah. So, it can go so many ways. I say, can you imagine like Guillermo del Toro getting his helms on that? Oh. Yeah, that's what I want, man. Let's go on. Hmm. Yeah, you see? Hmm. Okay. Where you can, you don't have to go the full 100 horror route, so you can still blend no. some lightheartedness with it. But imagine seeing like a cabinet of curiosities, Ghost Rider. Yeah, you see Ooh. what I'm saying? See Yo. what I'm saying? You can see that now, can't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you still want Nicolas Cage though? Oh yeah. I wanted to make an appearance once. So you're the new Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want about Nicolas Cage, <laughs> and then he's gonna be like. We'll see what you got. And no. then he's going to kick on his motorcycle. That'll be his post credit scene. <laughs> no, you can make him old. Old man Ghost Rider. Oh, so man, he's the one Rider. with the horse. He, he takes the, he's fucking, on the fucking horse. What's his name? What's his name? Elliot in the first Ghost Rider? Because he was like the Western 1800s yeah, yeah, Ghost yeah, Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave it him. <laughs> Sam Elliot. Yeah. Sam, Elliot. Sam Elliot Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's going to be Nick Cage. You know that works. Oh, I mean, technically, you could do it as, as you know, continuation of the story because. That's the old Ghost Rider passing on to the new Ghost Rider. 
And it could be all. It could be all one same story. Would you want to see? Speaking of horror, Marvel. Mm -hmm. Would you ever want to see? What was it? Not Spider Man, but Man Spider. Kind of horror story. I don't think I could do that. Ever seen that one? I seen that one, but I'm not. Yeah, that was terrifying. That one's just downright where he gets bit by a spider, but it's a different breed, and instead of like giving him superpowers, it just mutates him into a monster, and so he just we get the fly. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get the, we'll get the fly. That's what happens. Yeah, and like there was there was no lightheartedness to any of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want no. If I want horror, I want Marvel zombies. I mean, we kind of got that in no, what no, if. No, I'm talking about the comic book version of it. Oh shit! Where, where like where? Reed Richards ties up T'Challa and just like. Eats bits of him so he can keep his sanity and continue to work. Yes. I remember that. I don't know why, but that lives in my mind rent free. Uh, there was one issue of like a Marvel comic where it had like the worst case scenarios for like all the characters. Oh, wow. And it was, it was really, really like, I think it was the time where Marvel tried to like, let's be edgy and be like really, really fucked up. Yeah. And basically, like, put all these people in, like, an almost realistic world, but they all have their superpowers and how it's fucked up and ruined their lives. Oh, shit. Like, you have, like, Human Torch. He actually burns alive every time he uses his power. Oh, damn. Um, I think, like, X-Men, most of the X-Men, like, um, Jean Grey, she's, like, a prostitute in the streets because, you know, she's a mutant treated like shit. Damn. Dude. Yeah, like, it went dark. It went hardcore dark. That's Magneto fun. had a magnetic attraction and died instantly because he had all the shrapnel metal parts stab him. God damn. Yeah. Imagine if they went that route. That'd be pretty fucked up. Yeah. I mean, you could go to the route where the Punisher kills Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Or you can even go scary. Well, not scary, but uh, disturbing where the Punisher loves Captain America. Where he truly thinks he's a god. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different dark stories they yeah. can pull from the comics. It's like, they can. If they really wanted to, no, they, they really could. could pull off a horror. They could, but the problem is that the, now they're stuck into the whole family yeah. uh, family action you've, genre. You've screwed yourself into keeping like the funny comedy action. You gotta evolve, man. You gotta evolve. They do. And no, so no. They had stuck. opportunities. The problem that sucks is that they had opportunities and they backpedaled. Yeah. Well, instead of sticking to those... Instead of sticking to those, uh, to those ideas, we could have slowly been introduced with new ideas, and we would have been okay with you know. I kind of want to go back to the old days of just random studios making random Marvel mm-hmm. movies. I mean, you you almost had the chance with Venom. You yeah. know what happened with that? Doom, doom, Venom, Venom. <laughs> Throw some Eminem in there. <laughs> Venom, Venom. <laughs> <laughs> they had a chance to make a true horror film. That was an easy bundle that like Eminem probably waited on the day of and was like, oh shit, I got to work on this. Yeah. And I was just like, mm, no. okay, we're <laughs> onto something. <laughs> like, That's great. Here's $400,000. Cool. <laughs> like, like, that was it. Yeah, you but- had a chance. You had a chance to go rated R and you... And you chickened out. Yeah, you did. You chickened out with it because there were so many elements that I saw in that movie that could have easily been rated R. Easily. Like, there was a cutout scene for the second Venom movie of Carnage mm-hmm. where he, Carnage makes himself look like the Pope. He makes him into, like, this Pope-like 
costume yes. from his actual being. Yeah. And he's like essentially torturing a priest. Oh, damn. Like it's fucked up. So but it's should, Carnage. Should have yeah, gone, gone that route. Should have gone that route, man. They just but back, they didn't. They backpedaled. Like, yeah, yeah, like I said, the original supposed to be, had that one scene chewing that guy's face off, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to show it, but then they backpedaled like, nope, we're you know we can't show that much. Yeah, cut it out. Well, I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. What's gonna be coming up with how Marvel's gonna overhaul and transition their. TV studios yeah. into an actual for real TV studio now. now. The question is, well, even though they're going towards just reformatting it, mm-hmm. will it still stick to the same formula, or will they actually, you know, take risk? I really hope they take risk, but I don't know. Take a risk. I really don't know if they will. I mean, we all shoot, say that we all say they should take a risk, but well, that's the thing. Will Marvel take that risk? Yeah. But honestly, at this point, I think they have no choice because they're. The numbers are showing it that what they're doing is not working. Yeah. So they're going to have to take some sort of risk. Mm. So you might as well. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? Just comes out worse than what they've already put out. That's true. That's very true. They've been pulling out some pretty hot shit garbage lately. So, I mean, really, like, if anything, it's just going to be like, ah, well, it's just another show. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting, but we'll... We'll have to see in the next coming months and see how they transition and keep us updated with all the new stuff that they're going to have to re-release and move dates around. Of course, they're still affected by the actor strike and everything. But like I said, it's going to be quite the show. All right. So we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about Marvel Studios overhauling their whole TV production? Do you love it? Do you hate it? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our Next Journey YouTube channel. If not, we'll put this up on our open forum on our website, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film-related news. We'll put out episodes every Wednesday. For audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. And before we fully close out, Mike Castle's last end notes for you guys. Yes, all the different ways you can be able to listen to us, including the Apple Podcast app. Head on over there to be able to look for our name, the Red Band Podcast, R-E-D-B-A-N-D. All right, Red Band. Look for the screaming microphone. Consider subscribing, share it with a friend, and if you like what you hear, leave that five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And, of course, we have our YouTube channel where we have our... uh, live versions of these episodes where you can also be able to like subscribe share with a friend that you think might like it uh be able to watch these episodes on live uh at the moment we're still kind of working on that i know i'm saying for a little bit but, but you know we're, we're working on it. it's been busy we're busy on a certain project that we're excited to hope to get out to you guys by halloween so keep a lookout for that because we got something really cool headed your way at least at least we think so we think it's really cool so so yeah i think it's okay <laughs> shut up shut up oh it's ruining everything oh shit you were in Arizona <laughs> you weren't there you weren't there man it made rain <laughs> it was actually really cool ass rain anyway and we have our Patreon account uh, head on over there to subscribe to our Patreon account so that way you can keep up with some of our uncut versions of these episodes that we have as uh, well as some what is it? Lost episodes mm-hmm. that we have as well. Sometimes the ones that slip through the cracks. Yep. Sometimes we uh, decide, you know what? Maybe that one's a little, little too edgy, or maybe no one will like that one enough. So, kind of 
put that in the lost episode pile. So head on over there if you want to listen to that. Really consider, uh, we really, we would really appreciate it if you considered doing that. That's what I was trying to say. And there. I've said all I said. Oh, also we do have our Instagram, so head on over to Instagram as well. It's the same as our podcast name. All right. You guys heard from Mike. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Later, taters. <laughs>